It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, here we are at the start of a fresh week, and it is a Tuesday, so we've gotten rid of the Monday morning blues, the 27th day for September for 2022. And coming up, we are talking to Commonwealth Bank Chief Economist Stephen Halmarek about the rate rises. It's an interview that we did a few months back, which we thought was relevant to replay, given the fact that we are heading towards the end of the month, just three more days after today which means the 1st of October is going to be here on Saturday morning and we also talked to Anna Porter about valuations which is a pivotal piece of your due diligence that you can't cheat on and more than ever the valuation is so critical it is so important and we also spoke to Anna a few months back but the information if you missed it first time round is just so important and so relevant. Hey if you're celebrating your birthday for today the 27th of September have a fantastic Tuesday. Avril Levine, the singer, she is turning 37. Gwyneth Paltrow, the actor, is turning 49 today. And somebody who would have been celebrating his birthday, but we lost him earlier this year, is Meatloaf. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. All right, let's have a look at your weather around Australia on this Tuesday morning. First, we go to Sydney, expecting showers and the wet stuff, possibly a storm in the mix, a high of 22 degrees. In Melbourne today, 17 is your forecast high. Also expect the rain. Showers to increase in Brisbane. The temperature's good with 28 and in Perth expecting blue skies with sunshine and your high in Perth of 25 degrees. Informing you every morning from 6.30, seven days a week on The Real Estate Breakfast. I'm wondering, has there been more of a busier time right now for economists around Australia jostling for position with trying to predict an unpredictable world in the middle of what is probably a volatile set of circumstances? Well, I've been a financial market economist for 36 years, so I've seen a few cycles over the years, and there's definitely been some times where it's been much busier than others, and and this is certainly one of them. The big fixed rate home loan expiry schedule is for next year. It's getting closer and closer, Stephen, and I presume that factors into your thinking for 25% instead of 50 basis points? The big mortgage refinancing challenge that uh, is coming in 2023 is really the reason why we think the Reserve Bank won't need to increase the cash rate to 2.5% or indeed the 3.5% that's priced into markets. Many Australian households will continue to tighten through 2023 without the Reserve Bank raising the cash rate any further because there's going to be a pretty large share of the Australian housing market or those with mortgages having to refinance off those super low fixed rates that they were able to get in late 2020, early 21, and refinance at what's now going to be considerably higher fixed rate or variable rates through 2023. 
If next month is another 50 basis points, even with people ahead of their repayments, not all are in that situation. It's going to get pretty tricky to balance the household budgets, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So there'll be a large number of Australians with a mortgage who will now have to be increasing their monthly repayments to service their home loan, either now or in the months ahead as interest rates continue to rise further. And as I mentioned, you know, if you're spending more money servicing your mortgage, then you've got less money on everything else, uh, particularly in an environment where real wages growth is, is negative, that is inflation's higher than wages growth. And the RBA is expecting inflation to peak at around 7% later this year. It's probably a pretty brave person that's going to predict inflation to stop at 7%, do you think? Well, the thing with inflation, it means you know, ongoing price rises. So if prices go up and then they, they stop rising, that's uh, no longer inflation. But we've seen a lot of volatility in some of the key commodity markets, particularly oil, of course, with the price of petrol. We've seen disruptions to the global supply chain network as China is running this zero COVID policy and shutting down very large cities like Shanghai. So lots of things that are outside the control of the Reserve Bank, which uh, means the inflation number, as you said, is very difficult to forecast at this point in time. The worry is that those households who don't have reserves and those rate hikes uh, just keep going, particularly if they're at the 50 mark, I mean, that's just got the potential to just push them over the cliff. Oh, yes, there certainly will be some households that are going to find these higher interest rates you know, very difficult to manage. Uh, in terms of you know, raising interest rates, the Reserve Bank wants to get demand down, and that's one of the ways that they can do it you know, through, unfortunately, putting some extra pressure on household balance sheets or household budgets. So it's going to be important for those people in that, that particular situation to you know, manage their budgets very carefully. The good news is the labour market's very strong. The unemployment rate is the lowest it's been since 1974. So, And we do expect the labour market to remain uh, relatively strong. So there are some positive offsets, but no doubt some households in Australia are going to find these higher interest rates very challenging. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. And one of the core things that you do as a business is valuations. What, if anything, Anna, should people be paying closer attention to with the current market that we're living in around property values? We're certainly starting to see a fair disparity forming between properties that are renovated and ones that are not renovated in terms of value. And that is really because the building industry is struggling and the cost of material and the availability of labour and builders is becoming very, very challenging. So the homes that already have had that done are starting to see that premium, whereas the ones that haven't are getting price discounted and buyers are getting a lot more picky. So we certainly think that's something that buyers and sellers need to be really aware of as to how how that plays into the value of properties. There will be people who will say that they do their own market research and know markets well, but for example, where we are right now with shifting parameters, it always has a place and an important role when buying. In other words, you can't afford to be complacent with thinking that what was applied six months ago or even two months ago should be applied to rational valuations. 
Yeah, that's a very true statement. Valuations become dated and outdated very quickly as the market moves. For years, we've seen it moving upwards in a very aggressive way. So, sales evidence that a valuer or a buyer might rely on that are three to six months old were irrelevant within three to six months. You had to be much more aware of what was selling in real time. And now in Sydney and Melbourne, we're seeing the opposite swing where things are starting to cool, clearance rates are dropping, and it's actually the opposite that properties may not achieve those premium prices they did three months ago. So it's about knowing what's happening in real time and having your finger on the pulse. Yeah, real time. Yes, exactly. And also the market correcting the time it takes to get valuations done now. This must be a factor. People have more time to do their due diligence because the pressure is now easing to rush through quickly those valuations. Does that relax the process for buyers and at the same time offer more opportunities to them? Yes, so every state has slightly different rules and processes around this. For example, Adelaide and Brisbane, you do get 10 to 15 days often for your due diligence to do that valuation and get the finance approved. That's pretty standard in the contract. So buyers have a lot of protection. But in markets like Sydney and Melbourne and some of the other ones as well, it is very hard for buyers to have the time to do that when the market's so hot and a lot of contracts are unconditional. So it does put a lot of pressure on buyers and we have seen over the last few years that has been skipped in the process by a lot of buyers and sometimes to their detriment. So now it does give buyers that power back and it helps them have the time to make really good decisions and go through the process in an appropriate and a robust way, which every buyer should be doing. And talking of the buyers, what do you say to people who have a percentage of gut intuition when buying? They, they might cover off like the ABCs of valuation, but there is this margin of 20 to 30% for them to operate in the space of instincts. Is there a place for instincts when the market can be ever evolving and changing? Look, there certainly is. And as a valuer, it's kind of hard to say that because we're very analytical and mathematical. But buyers often say to me, you know, this house, I just love the feel of it or the neighbourhood feels good. And how can you how can you value that? How do you put a value on that? But the reality is, as a valuer, our job is to interpret those feelings. Those things that make a house feel good should be quantifiable. So when that buyer uses that gut instinct that says, you know, my gut says this is just a nice neighbourhood or a nice house. The natural light is beautiful as it comes in in the morning. I can sit and have my coffee on the veranda. All of that is quantifiable and that's our job is to turn those instincts into the dollars and cents that the market will pay for that. So there is a link there and when people buy a house it is important to go off their gut because that's what's telling them where the right property will be versus the wrong property to a great extent. And looking at rentals, we know the market in this space has been rising and yields in some parts of Australia like Perth, Darwin, when Hobart and Adelaide, to name a few, have performed really well. What do you think is likely to happen in the next 12 months across the country? I think we'll see a two-speed market form. So the big markets that are quite unaffordable will start to see a bit of downward pricing trends because of the inflation and interest rate rises putting some pressure on those markets. 
Canberra's had a staggering amount of growth over the last few years, which is fantastic. I remember a couple of years ago, properties were in the 600s and now they're up around the million dollar mark. So it's great for anyone that's been living there or invested in Canberra and the rental market has been incredibly strong as well. However, every market is cyclical and it is getting towards the peak of its cycle. So I think we'll start to see a bit of a plateau in pricing in Canberra, uh, but the rental market is still quite undersupplied. So I don't think that's going to stop um, seeing increasing and, and being tight just yet. Anna, great to have you on the show this morning. Thank you for your thought-provoking, informative comments, and we must get you back another time. Be my pleasure. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, The Real Estate Podcast.